Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Star Wars Alliance. Of course, I'm your host, Clay, and with me today is, of course, Katie. Katie, how are you doing today? I'm good, but Clay, it's not Wednesday yet. Oh, it's crap. Monday. It is not. <laughs> It is not. No, it is Monday night, of course. No, we were all just joking. Uh, Katie decided, of course, to jump in with uh, for Travis today. Travis is not here tonight. Of course, he has a huge finale uh, uh, finale uh, final. I'm, I'm I have TV shows and movies stuck in my head already. Um, no, Travis <laughs> has a final tomorrow and he needed all day today to get ready for that, to prepare. Um Good luck to him. I know he's going to do great on that. Uh, but Travis is not here. Katie is here with me today on an episode of DC Alliance, of course. Uh, we are super excited uh, to be talking about today. Um, I think it was there's enough news that doesn't like go knee deep into DC lore or anything. So Katie, of course, uh, was able to jump <laughs> in and I, I I feel like her not hot like takes... this Natalie Portman shit, but <laughs> you know she is she is of course taking all of her hot takes onto Twitter today because of the Thor Love and Thunder teaser just dropped. And I I will say this: I just posted on uh, Brent's uh, post. He was talking about how, of course, everybody who hates Ragnarok is already hating on the teaser trailer for Love and Thunder. I will be completely honest. I enjoyed the teaser trailer. I thought it was fun. I think that I can give Taika uh, another chance. I hated Ragnarok. I put Ragnarok on the same level of like Venom and Morbius and all of those because Ragnarok was trash. But I am excited to see Mighty Thor. I'm ready to see Jane Foster hold Mjolnir. I am ready for all of that stuff. Uh, but... Uh, I'm ready to hear some of Katie's hot takes on this overhaul at DC that we are hearing all about. We will get more into that later tonight. And then, of course, we have news on HBO Max. We have news, of course, on uh, what was some other topics that we have later today. We have uh, some Batgirl news, an update on that as well. And, of course, we have listener questions. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the paperwork for the GUA, of course, before we get into all of our topics tonight. 
Of course, DC Alliance is a part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. What that means is we just have a plethora of shows for you guys to watch and listen. Go subscribe to the Geekverse YouTube channel. Make sure the notifications are on and on all, so that way you know when we go live every single time. Now, uh, we do have a change-up in the schedule. We, uh, As you guys know, World's Finest True Believers is moving to monthly. And that means that Katie's slice of film is jumping into the Monday slot over uh, at, of course, the Geek Ultimate Alliance with Ranger Alliance going bi-weekly every single week. And uh, I think now I didn't know this. I like kind of had a panic attack. I haven't even messaged you about it, Katie, but I was on our Star Wars Alliance podcast. Twitter account and the very first post that popped up was from Slice of Film saying technical difficulties on the Lost City. What is all this about? What happened? Uh, so Snell swears he got it scheduled to upload, but <laughs> I was so busy yesterday. Throwing and- Snell right under the bus. I love I'm it. I'm not saying I said technical <laughs> difficulties first, y'all. Um, but I had a really terrible day yesterday. I was busy, ang- anxious. The whole nine yards, but I did not notice until about 8 p.m. yesterday that the Lost City wasn't up. So we were able to get it uploaded. It's up there. You just reminded me that I need to go tweet and actually pick a winner for my The Suicide Squad giveaway, which, yes. by the way, I'll be giving away Eternals this week. So oh, very fun. Very, very fun. Um, So I need to go tweet a publicist. Like, a PR tweet for the lost city, but yes, that was a great episode uh, with Sarah. Um, I actually found split the one that we did. So I need to send that to you so that you can put in the ad breaks. And stuff. <laughs> I, we recorded I, that I, back in November. I noticed, no, we recorded that so long ago and I noticed cause uh, of course I am the official editor and producer for a slice of film. Uh, when you came back, of course, uh, full time with Mark and Sarah, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should start numbering these episodes that way I can keep <laughs> track of them. And I was counting them all. And, as I was counting them, I was like, where is Split? Where is Split? Where's my episode? What's going on? She forgot about me. I, no, I but, totally uh, forgot about it. <laughs> so I found it, though. That's <laughs> great. That's great. Work. Now, of course, uh, we have other bi-weekly shows, such as, of course, uh, the uh, A Walk Through the Multiverse with Joe on Saturdays. Uh, I usually am with four shows. Now we're on three bi-weekly and then one monthly. And then, of course, everything else is weekly. That includes DC Alliance, Superhero Discussion, Star Wars Alliance, and, of course, Marvel Alliance. Marvel, DC, and Star Wars all have their solo feeds. So if you would like to listen to those separately, you can always do that. Or you can stick around here with the GUA and listen to everything. Now, of course, we are an ad-supported network and a listener-supported network. So if you would like those uh, not to listen to those ads, you can always join us here on YouTube live. So you can watch all of these shows, that being the DC, Star Wars, and Marvel. But if you don't, uh, want to do that you can always join our patreon of course one dollar just says thank you but five dollars gives you that extra content to the exclusive content and of course the early access to shows without ads so i believe that is everything i'm trying to think of any special announcements i can't really think of any right now well actually i was actually thinking about this i could have easily just messaged the gua 
I'm going to go ahead and ask this question live so that way I can get an answer tomorrow because I'm too lazy to look at everything. So, Katie, I was thinking, uh-huh. because you're here, we could have this discussion on Wednesday, but it's Monday. Let's not have an answer until Tuesday before we even start the show. So, I was thinking the other day, we should actually go live on the day that Obi-Wan goes uh with the two episodes so that way marvel can have wednesday night uh-huh. with moon night and then moon night will be done by then won't it have one more episode no because it's had three episodes so this week's four next week is five so first week of april or first week of may excuse me y'all i'm severely tired excuse me first week of may is oh so so not so not moon night it'll have miss marvel then right no, Miss Marvel is June 8th. Damn it. Plus, so wait. Plus, so are, we're going to have we're going to have all of the Star Wars celebration stuff. So I am trying to convince Snell to let us do a special episode for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um that Friday. That is true. We should but we, You know what? Scratch the get- other stuff. But let's <laughs> let's just promote the extra episode. I think everybody would appreciate the extra episode you with Obi Wan Kenobi and the new stuff. Enough. Star Wars you know, doesn't get enough extra. Episodes. We were actually just talking about that in the GUA. <laughs> now I know we kind of veered off of this, but we I, I will say this. You know, Chris was the one that posted it, so you know it, it's not us complaining. It's just us acknowledging the fact that everybody else is making the exact same. You know. Uh, freaking! Uh, uh, they're finding out everything that we have been talking about. Snell is saying, "I have it on good authority. It's approved." Boom! Whoa. Look at that. Whoa. We are going to have a special episode of Obi One uh, that week on the twenty fifth of, of course, uh, May, and doing all of everything celebration. That's going to be a very fun week. Hopefully, we get a lot of good news for Star Wars Alliance. But let's go ahead and move towards, of course, DC Alliance. Let's go ahead and talk our main topic. It's going to be the juiciest topic of the night, of course. So, on April 14th, I believe it was a Thursday, <laughs> uh, Variety... Now says, also has Clay been kidnapped and is being forced to podcast from his closets. I have it on good authority that his wife is in the bedroom taking the TV, so... Yes, yeah, so but I also so, have it on good authority. The closet is good soundproofing. Yes, it is. It is very good soundproofing. I told Heinz that this is quite possibly the best sound I have gotten from this microphone and our recordings on the podcast since I've started the podcast. And I'm like, holy crap, mm-hmm. it is way too hot in here. I don't want to have to keep doing this. So hopefully, with the new apartment that I'm getting, hopefully by next month, uh, I won't be in a closet, but I can get this kind of same sound. I'm really, really hoping. But the main topic of tonight on Thursday, uh, April 14th, Variety put out an article talking about this overhaul of DC Entertainment Discovery, or should I say Warner Brothers Discovery, WBD, as I like to call them, uh, is looking to overlook everything when it comes to dc entertainment and change some things up i got a quote here specifically it says insiders say that zaslov believes that the success of the merger um one that has left the company highly leveraged 
will rest in the small part on unlocking the full potential of the DC Comics universe of characters. Discovery insiders believe that although DC has achieved cinematic success with the recent films such as Aquaman, the Batman, it lacks a coherent creative and brand strategy. Hmm, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Discovery believes that several top-shelf characters such as Superman have been left to languish and need to be revitalized. They also believe... Uh, oh, lost my place. Hold on. They also believe that projects like Todd Phillips' Joker are a shining example of how second-build characters from the DC Library can and should be exploited. So... Katie, with this news, because I actually, I don't think I've heard your opinion on things like the Joker or the Joker in general, the movie. Um, what, what do you think about this news? So, uh, and I, so I have a review on my personal website, slicerscribbles.com uh, is where you can go check it out, where it has my full thoughts on the Joker. Uh, but long story short, I was not a huge fan uh, I thought it was cinematography wise, it was well done. Uh, but I believe the characterization that they chose to do of Joker, I was not a fan of, especially for where we're at in today's society. And yes, I know film doesn't necessarily shouldn't be responsible for how people act, but unfortunately, it is. Um, and so I that was a little disheartening to me to see. Um, so I don't, I would definitely, I don't consider that a shining example, even though it made above a billion dollars. Yes, it did. Um, I consider Harley Quinn to be a, a really good one um, that should be exploited. I think Margot Robbie's fantastic in the role, um, but definitely leaving characters like Superman in the dust. Um, and realistically, just opening the doorways to a lot of, because DC has so many good, so many characters that could really be exploited for this. I mean, DC is why I am where I am. I loved ju the Justice League animated show. And so D even though I'm a huge Star Wars fan, DC is where I got my start in nerddom <laughs> to say the least so um i i do somewhat agree despite my opinions on todd phillips joker uh with the statement that they need they need to be unlocking characters now one of the pieces of news we got today i i, I disagree with <laughs> and i don't think they needed to take it that far into a different interpretation from the baseline um, but it could definitely, it could definitely stand a coherent voice. And I think DC can succeed with that. Unlike what we've discussed with Star Wars, with there being different timelines or a vast timeline that you kind of have to maintain. DC's kind of more exclusive in one range with maybe some, uh, some random ones here or there, like Marvel with like Eternals or Captain Marvel, uh, Captain yeah, America. And, so. and I was also going to say, you know, we have seen the, of course, what some people may think is the gold standard, which is the MCU. Then we see things like, of course, we, we 
uh, we talk Star Wars every single week. And then I went on to double check some other stuff. You know, uh, when it comes to a cohesive story and it comes to the uh, start of a universe, would you say, or, you know, within a huge fandom such as Star Wars and DC and Marvel, you have Star Trek. Star Trek has a really big fandom. And from what I've been seeing at Paramount and what they are doing mm -hmm. over there, it looks very coherent. It looks very nice. The aesthetic of everything is very appealing. And I and I look at that and I say, I want that for DC. When it comes to DC, though, I like the idea of what DC fans would call their black label. Um, in DC Comics, they have a black label that ever since Batman Damned has really been pushed as like a, hey, here's where we can talk dark, gritty Batman stories. It was once going to be like, hey, here's some dark, gritty stories from DC. And they haven't really published anything outside of, unfortunately, Batman stuff. Um, but of course, next, I think this summer, there's going to be an Aquaman book. They have the question out there. Uh, they did a Harley Quinn book, but of course, she is tied to Batman. Uh, and it makes me wonder, because... I actually really enjoyed the Joker, but I didn't enjoy Batman. And some people think that because of the success of the Batman, it's going to be harder to find a Batman for the main timeline that we know of as D the DCEU. And I somewhat agree with that because unfortunately with some, somebody like a character of Batman, the company of WB loves to, protect what they think is invaluable and in saying hey this is the only money maker we have we cannot share it we can't move it anywhere else it needs to stay where it's at so it can, can continue to generate the money that it's already making so with batman i know people will say oh well they're making flashpoint and there's three batman in there yes but it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of plans as of yet, because the only thing that we've heard of, of course, is Keaton and Batgirl. But we don't know anything else. We haven't heard if there's an extended deal with Keaton or anything else. There's rumors, of course, with the whole crisis that we talked about a couple episodes ago, um, that, you know, Keaton may be the start of that or anything else. So what I'm getting at here is I am afraid that if we get too stuck on this Black Label stuff, especially with Matt Reeves' Batman-verse, we may not get a Batman in the DCEU that is going to be able to play along with the rest of the characters. Right, because the other concern you have to consider with Keaton, who is not my favorite Batman by any Neither, means. Neither am I. So, he is not mine as well, so go ahead. Is Keaton's 72 years old at this point. So you've got to think, okay, how long is he really going to want to be in a bat suit? Sure, they could be paying him out the wazoo, but eventually the guy's going to want to enjoy his old age. And I mean, it, we're seeing more and more frequently older actors are having to retire for one reason or another. So yeah. you can't count on Keaton for the long haul. You have to eventually go, okay. We need to reboot into another one. And S. Bubs, you say that, but I, uh, I also say the same thing. How long is he gonna want to be in that damn vulture suit? So, 
And it's it's a good point. It's a valid point because I was talking about this uh, with my co-host with Batman News Weekly. In regards to Batman, it's really hard because especially now with the MCU, there was an article like last year, the year before that. I think during uh, the peak of the pandemic, there was an article about how or actually, you know what? Not the peak of the pandemic. It was mostly right after all of that stuff with Scarlett Johansson talking about how they aren't going to be making large contracts anymore. They're going to be kind of smaller. They're going to be able to, you know, get people for maybe one or two films and then see how it goes from there, whatever it was. And with bigger IP characters, such as your gold digger, freaking moneymaker Batman, you're going to want somebody who's going to be able to stay for the long haul, right? That's mm-hmm. how I'm looking at it. So, why not make that giant contract saying, hey, we want you to be Batman for at least another five to six films. And with how films are made, especially now during, you know, post pandemic, that's quite a while. That's not just, you mm-hmm. know, three years. That is quite possibly anywhere from like four to 10 years. And that's a long time. That's a big commitment for a character. But with the money that is guaranteed with a character like Batman, I think that's something that you have to do. But Batman is not who we're talking about. What we're talking about is people or characters like what they gave here, Superman. That has been a big talk recently. I know that there's a lot of people that want, of course, uh, Tyler Hecklin from Superman and Lois to jump on ship for the DCEU. There's still talk of people wanting Brandon Routh to have his Kingdom Come Superman show. I want Henry back. Don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. So when it comes to revitalizing, and of course, this is just another way for DC to say, hey, we want that Marvel money. We want that Marvel money, right? I I think my... I'm going to... Maybe this is a hot take. Maybe it isn't. DC needs to go back to the DCAU if they want to establish a consistent timeline um, for like a full Justice League, other things. I loved the DCAU. I think it's one of the best things that Warner Brothers has put out in quite a while um, was that full storyline of the animated universe. So to see it kind of go under the water and then to see what they're now putting out hasn't been entirely thrilling. Um So I think if they want to do something cohesive, they need to lean more in that direction. Um, Because, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. stuck around for 12 years to play Iron Man and knocked out, what, six films in that time frame? Uh, His three, and then, of course, the Avengers, Age of Ultron, and then Civil War, and then, of course, Infinity War and Endgame. So a total of... And Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. So, gosh, that was uh, eight, nine? Yeah. Somewhere around there. I can't do math right now. Holy crap. (laughs) I can't either, so we're not going to try. But we listed all (laughs) the films. Um, So I think you have to kind of take things more realistic, especially post-pandemic, and kind of see, okay, we may not be able to get a big cohesive universe of people in person because people have realized, hey, we need to be open to other opportunities because we might not get them in the future. 
So oh, and the game says it, nine films. Yep. Nine. Th- thanks for doing the math on the game. We appreciate it. <laughs> I um, think so. there's a lot of people. I, I will say there's a lot of people that share that opinion that like, hey, the DCAU had the golden ticket of how to create a universe, how to portray characters. And I do agree with that. But that was, of course, started off of the shoulders of Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series. There was at least a start there that created a universe. And I will admit this. As much as I want a coherent story and something that shows me that DC has a for sure structured universe, I don't think that they need to be chasing Marvel money because all they're going to be doing is oh, well, this isn't what we wanted, let's reset. Oh, this isn't what we wanted, let's reset. Oh, and they're going to keep playing catch-up over and over and over and over again. There is no catching up to the MCU. I'm sorry, they are 20-plus films in. You are not going to make as much money as the MCU has currently already made when you start over, and you shouldn't try to do it. Yep. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel and exactly. build your own path. Exactly. And I, think, I, I do think... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Building a black label option for DC where they just choose to do different storylines and how even bringing in creators like... I don't know what you want to call like the Batman, but like if you wanted to say the the Batman dark or Batman dark and then Batman XYZ like and have two iterations going I think I think studios need to stop thinking that their audiences are so dumb that they can't tell the difference between characterizations especially with trailers and stuff like you can clearly see from a trailer that it's like that something is very different from a predecessor. So yeah. And I I do agree with that. I do agree that the audience is a lot smarter than what Hollywood thinks they are. And I do think that if you want to copy something that has been very successful in the MCU, bet on smaller characters. They're doing it now with Blue Beetle on HBO Max. But you need to be willing. Blue Beetle to is do... going to going to theaters. Yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be simu uh, cast. It's gonna be uh, HBO Max I and theaters. It. I believe so because everybody Cause is I still. I remember people getting it... mad. Oh, they, they they definitely did. They definitely did. But I do think that they announced that it was going on both uh, same day. Um, now, if they change that, I think that's you know. I kind of want to see it at the comfort of my own home, but <laughs> I would be willing to purchase a ticket for that movie 10 times over. That's just who I am. Echo so agrees with me. Uh, I think it's theaters now only. Okay. Um, but as far as putting out movies, I think that you should go for, and that's why I kind of put the background that I did here, because if you notice behind us, you can't see any of the main characters. You see some of the oddball characters in the background only because we're covering them up. 
you see people like Red Tornado, you see people like Green Arrow, you see Black Canary, Zatanna, Martian Manhunter, um, freaking uh, Plastic Man, Hot Girl. Like you need to be willing to throw some of these characters out there to see if the audience will enjoy them. Mm-hmm. We see uh, uh, freaking Elastic Man also. Like I do think when you put some of these oddball characters out there, because people don't realize this, Iron Man, although an Avenger, back in 2008, before the movie... Nobody knew who he was. Nobody cared who he was. When it came to comics, some of the biggest Marvel comics were, of course, Spider-Man and the X-Men. Nobody, like... I think by the time 2008 came out, or 2008 Iron Man came out, I would say... Gosh, Iron Man was well in his 300 count as as far as comics, maybe maybe 400. And I mean, it was like, eh. But the MCU and Kevin Feige put him on the map and he did a great performance and he created a whole new universe with that character. And that kind of brings us to our second part of this story a very interesting part of this story and something that we've talked about in previous episodes here. SBUB says, yeah, it was developed for HBO Max, but now it's going to theaters only from what I'm reading. Uh, thank you, SBUBs, for that correction on Blue Beetle. Now, the second part of this story, uh, like I said, is something that we've kind of discussed here on DC Alliance, but I do feel like, uh, well, real quick, before before we jump into there, um, <laughs> talking about this quote here that says, uh, Superman has been left on on the side to languish. Um, There, of course, has been, I feel like, a whole pocket of characters that has been left to languish. But most importantly, a lot of people have been asking, where's Man of Steel 2? Where's Man of Steel 2? Of course, they don't listen to Snyder when he says, oh, BVS is that continuation of that story. But of course, people are I want the Superman solo story. I want that solo story that's just Superman. I want it to. I'm a big Superman fan. He's my number one uh, DC hero, you know, right above Nightwing and Superboy. And gosh, who would I say my fourth would be? Probably Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern. But I do think for now, which a lot of people will not agree with me, is I do think Superman may need to be put on the wayside just for a little bit longer. But I do think what Henry Cavill was fighting for Superman being one of those top build characters that, you know, is well-established and also helping build the universe. I think Superman and Batman and quite possibly wonder woman, all three need to be, you know, instead of having one person be the Nick Fury of the DC universe, I think that all three need to, because that was kind of the big thing, of course, even in the Justice League animated series, you saw them working together as a team, talking to the Justice League about what initiatives to do, what missions and whatnot. So I think the Trinity should be a big part of this new overhaul in the DCEU. So S-Bob is saying, uh, well, if the rumors are true for the Flash, of course, uh, he's talking about the eraser of 
Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, all of everything Snyder, I'm sure that's what he's referencing. But the second part of this story, talking about, you know, we've already referenced him today, Kevin Feige in the MCU. Does DC need one? Of course, a lot of people say we there that people need, uh, especially in the development team of these DC movies, need a Kevin Feige-esque character to help lead them. Well, the quote here on Variety says, one insider suggests that Zaslav was less interested in finding a creative guru and more eager to hire someone who had the type of business background needed to keep all of the different factions of DC working more harmoniously. Now, of course, those different factions, if you look at WB and DC and what they have, you have, of course, the DCEU, you have HBO Max, and you have the DCCW. And of course, you also Please just have... get rid of the DCCW. <laughs> and you also have the DC Black Label stuff via, you know, Joker and the Batman. So, Katie, do you <laughs> think that they need to work harmoniously? Do they all need to be connected? Do they need to, you know, bounce off one another? And do we need to see somebody one individual to control everything what are your thoughts i think i think a business perspective would be something smart because they know how to analyze a crowd per maybe better than a creative person might um feige has worked incredibly hard at getting where he is with the mcu and being able to he has a staff that he trusts to kind of go okay what direction do we need to go in with this character? And obviously he picked, Iron Man was picked first to go into a movie setting and nobody knew who Iron Man was. They just kind of, kind of wanted to go, okay, we need a movie. We need to inject money back into the budget. Um, and then went in that direction. And so they've kind of, they've kind of picked and chosen characters now that kind of go okay we're going for a story and not necessarily caring if you don't like this or not because i know eternals was kind of sort of got mixed reviews um so i i think disney not disney we're not here to talk about disney (laughs) um (laughs) i think i think warner brothers discovery might be in a smart place to go business where they can do some analytics on crowd uh pleasers because DC has all of their characters. They don't need to worry about having to pick a smaller character simply because uh, they don't have Superman or they don't have Wonder Woman. Um, All in the Game says they need an individual overseer with a love and knowledge of the source material in addition to a business acumen. I would disagree. I would disagree. So this is where this is where if you if you see this statement here, and this is what I've always said, I've said this previously on the show. Individual overseal with the love of knowledge of the source material. Example being DC Comics and the addition to business. This is why it needs to be two people. And I will remind people the reason why Kevin Feige is as good as he is in the position that he is in is because he did not start with Mar- he did not start with Iron Man. He had credits as far back 
as the X-Men movies. And I'm not entirely... Well, I think X-Men 1 was before Spider-Man. I do believe. Somebody uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That goes years, years back before the Marvel Studios proper that Disney owns today was even like like fully like a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. So Kevin Feige does in fact have more experience and he has said so in the past that he is a lover of comics he has both of these things that all in the game is asking for now you cannot ask for every businessman or woman that is going into wb discovery hey you guys need to start reading comics y'all need to start you know being very uh 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 what's what's the word i'm looking for uh be knowledgeable in in what we are producing as far as the TV shows and the movies. Not comics aren't for everybody. They just aren't. This is why I say, and it may be a pay increase, it may be a pay decrease, but I think that WB Discovery would be willing to pay a pretty penny to Jim Lee to be part of the two man team. He's the head of DZ right now. He needs to step down from that working full-time with WB Discovery in a DC Studios along with a producer. Now, I have talked to even uh, Chris Balga, you know, of course, the uh, host of World's Finest True Believers, the co-host of Marvel Alliance. I talked to him about Star Trek. He's a very big Star Trek lover. I talked to him and I was like, okay, so Star Trek, is it run by one individual? He said, yes, it's run by, and I believe the man's name is Alex, 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 Kurtzman. Kurtzman is his name and he runs everything. He runs the Nickelodeon show. He runs everything on Paramount Plus and technically with a little bit of, of course, uh, uh, retconning a little bit and you know a mm-hmm. large vast time difference between shows everything is technically connected everything can make sense on a timeline so they're able to do it like I said before that is one individual he's been able to do it I think DC Comics having the history that it has 80 years worth of history, 80 plus years of history. I think it's a two man job. And I, 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 I make fun of Kevin Feige for having that much job. Anyway, you know, everybody's like Lord and savior, Kevin Feige. I'm like, no, that's way too much power for one individual. It needs to be two. That's just my opinion. And, and I think the business side of it um, would take a great deal of pressure off somebody who can be fully just in charge of a story. So I think the priority needs to be a business person um, because Warner Brothers WBD needs to lean in a direction of smart business decisions, especially after uh, this murder. So if they can do a business person who can run um, specifically like black label movies and get DC stuff going at the start, I think that's a smarter move than trying to hire a person in charge of the story um, in order to 
in order to work through everything. So, yeah, Sbub says hire fans. No, that Hell is the worst no. thing that you can do. No, we've seen Hell. the hellhole that is Twitter. So, no, let's not do that. I will always say I'm available, but I even told Abby that I myself, as a fan, can take myself out of the scenario and say, hey, I think there is some clear business decisions that even I would hate that need to happen at DC instead of just being the fanboy that I am and being like, oh, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. Like, that's that's not the way to go, for sure. Now, hey, let's hey, go ahead and... Bubs, here's my gift. Hell fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Let's go ahead and jump into our second topic here. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and take our first ad break here. Remember, guys, we don't choose the volume. We don't choose the uh, ads and we don't choose how many times they repeat themselves if they do. So we'll be back in just a second. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of course, uh, we got some little bit of, I wouldn't say update. It was more of just like a casual interview that uh, Leslie Grace was making uh, or had um, about the topic of, of course, Batgirl. And she talks a little bit about a possible Batgirl 2. Um, the, uh, this was also from Variety. Um, I have some of the quotes, the, some of the questions that they were asking Leslie. Uh, Variety question was, have you reached out to other actors who have played superheroes like Gal or even uh, Alicia Silver, uh, Silverstone uh, or Alicia Silverstone? And she said, I did uh, I did reach out to Sasha Kai. She actually said no, that she had not reached out to Gal or no to Silverstone. But she did say, I did reach out to Sasha Kai, who is Supergirl in The Flash. And I'm hoping that we get to meet soon because we're part of the new generation. I did reach out to Sholo uh, Madueña, uh, our Blue Beetle. He is freaking awesome. I am so happy for him. So it's really cool that this new generation of heroes is uh they're communicating they're getting to know each other um i'm really hoping for a team up in the future for these three um i think that would just be amazing uh but a variety also asked when do you start shooting batgirl 2 you know really I think this trying was an to feed into like hey idiot this is an idiotic question and the, the just got done <laughs> shooting Batgirl one, and literally we've only seen a promo image of her in her costume that probably is just done with a basic background. It is a dumb ass question, and the variety person should have known better than to ask it. Because I mean, oh, what I, I definitely, I definitely think so. But of course, 
whatever nuggets you're going to, you know, that's, I, I think that's the game now. You, you, it professional be damned, you know, you just got to get the questions that, because if you can get a juicy answer and be able to say, Hey, variety got it first. That's all they care about. That's all they care about. That, that's all they right? care about. But yeah, it's uh, so, uh, Grace says, uh, we got to see this first one first, yes, but there's definitely some talks about what it could be. I've seen some of what we've shot, obviously, in the playback and stuff like that, and it's insane. We've already been talking about where do we take this from here because there's so much that happens in this film. There are a lot of different themes in the plot that we touch on. It's not just the action. There's a love story. There's this father-daughter relationship. There's looking at the world through a lens that isn't just black and white and seeing the color and the spectrum between things. So this isn't an answer. This is just her talking about kind of what's going on for Batgirl. And yes, as Bub's scoop warfare doesn't mean I can't call it out and say that it's a fucking dumbass <laughs> question. Sorry, y'all. I'm so tired and I am just, I am. It, I it is a, it is a silly question to these people. No, it is a silly question because I mean, why on earth would you say, or even ask, Hey, when are you shooting this second movie to like not even the, the film's not even finished being made because that's the, the one thing matter, yeah it's not finished being made and the fact of the matter is is the flash just got delayed till next summer summer 2023 and this movie was originally supposed to come out after after the flash and some reports saying anywhere between november and uh december of last or of this year yeah right because it's supposed the flash is supposed to explain how Keaton is in this universe now, supposedly yeah. again. But so now you're asking about a movie that isn't even confirmed, that isn't even done a sequel to a movie that isn't done filming and is probably about to get delayed again <laughs> because of a delay to another movie. Because, and that's the problem with a connected universe is that you have to continually backtrack all of your movies see marvel in the pandemic because they had to just keep pushing everything back because it all closed well, and, and that's so. and that's something else that i wanted to ask you personally just because of all of this do you think because again as a as two people that have just said that hollywood needs to stop acting like we are dumb do you think if this movie comes out at the end of the year are we smart enough to say, okay, this is after Flashpoint. This is after the Flash movie without seeing the Flash. I think, I think you're, I think you can say that and go, hey, this is supposed to come out after this. If you say that, you're going to wreck your audience for Batgirl. And you're not going to get as many viewers in the first couple of months because people are going to be like, oh, well, this happens after the Flash. I might as well just stay like over here and then come back and watch it after the flash finally comes out if it's an actual fucking film <laughs> so I, I mean i think audiences are smart enough i think it's just going to be detrimental to getting people to see the film yeah which i mean which does make sense i i think that they will i'm not saying that they will release it before the flash but it was just a right. thought you know i i think that you could easily watch a movie and then watch another movie and be like, oh, that takes place before this one. And, you know, and you've seen it in 
novels before you've kind of seen it in comics before i think it can work but with the visual medium that is movies especially now with the popular timelines of these superhero genres i think that they will in fact very much delay this movie until after the flash so we will not see this movie until after summer of 2023 yeah and i again problem with connecting universes but i think it was like it affected my understanding of like Black Panther because Black Panther come is supposed to take place in the MCU timeline right after Civil War, basically. But mm-hmm. it comes out like three movies later. I don't, I'm not looking it up, but it's like two, three movies later after Civil War. And you're like, wait, when is this supposed to take place? Because they're like, oh, your father just died. You have to come home for a crowning right now. So and this and the same thing happened my with of the film and i consider myself a very smart person but it just wasn't clear so and the same thing happened with uh black widow you know they yep. they didn't really say where on the timeline of course when you watch the movie you can kind of tell where it is but then they're like oh well it happens in between or during everything that is happening via civil war and uh black panther so uh the next topic that we have on hand is, of course, uh, let's go ahead and jump into listener questions right before that. Let me see here. The chat has been kind of lively. S-Bub is saying, uh, oh, <laughs> are you clicking it to stop clicking it, Katie? Okay, hold on. Uh, but that didn't really affect the story. You could have uh, you could have not known that and it didn't ruin the movie because it was a standalone. That is that is true. That is true. As it far as true, Black Panther goes, but it doesn't that was by detract itself. from my point that a connected universe. It for me that made it a little confusing about where it happens. No, it doesn't affect the storyline, but it would detrimentally affect Batgirl. I think here, especially for long-term fans of the DC universe, old films, new films, whatever. So I think my point stands. <laughs> And I, you may be Keaton saying just, that, S-Bubs, I'm sorry. <laughs> S-Bub, is, S-Bub is also saying Keaton just being in the movie as Batman randomly would be more confusing. Would it? Because a lot of people just like Keaton as Batman. So they're going to say, he's back. He's Batman. Cool. I see him as Batman. Cool. He's Batman. I think that's going to happen more so than, hey, wait, where in his timeline did he jump here? Did he move here? Or did he do this and do that? No, they're just going to see think- Keaton as Batman and just love him as Batman. But I think the problem is, is that most people right now consider every single DC movie to be a part of the timeline. And because Warner Brothers hasn't made that clear that they're not part of the timeline. It hasn't, it hasn't been a forefront of their opinion. The Batman could very well be just a separate, a separate piece of the puzzle in the DCU. Well, I mean, everybody knows my opinion on the Batman seeing, uh, him actually be Superman and eating that brick of C4 right to the face. You know, I, 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 I stand my case, but you're right. You know, if they, if they wanted to, you're absolutely right. They could right now say, Oh, by the way, Robert Pattinson is going to be on screen with Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot and the rest of the justice league in this new movie coming up in 2024. They could definitely do that because of course they have the power to do so. Now, of course, Matt Reeves has said that that's not a part of his universe. That's the whole part mm-hmm. point. The whole point of his contract is to say, hey, I'm going to, you know, jump into 
doing this trilogy or you know this whole universe by myself and whatnot so i don't think they will do that but if they want to burn bridges which we've definitely seen wb do they could definitely (laughs) say hey pattinson you're going to be teaming up with the rest of the justice league but let's go ahead and jump into the listener questions we have three one of them actually pertaining to the stuff that we were talking about earlier with the overhaul of DC. Sbobs asks right here, says, oh, where is it? Says, uh, which second build characters uh, do you think could get a solo project in the future? Which, if you are really including Joker as a second build character, then this can basically be any character. So who do you think... As far as, because, you know, you've said you've had knowledge of the uh, Justice League Animated Universe, Justice League Unlimited. They had a plethora of characters in those shows. So who do you think should be a character that DC focuses on or WB Discovery should focus on for their next project? I would actually really love to see a Poison Ivy project um, come to light. I think Poison Ivy's really underutilized um and not really well done uh best guess is that the harley quinn animated show is really using her well um but i'd love to see something live action and solo come to light um you could even play it off as a harley quinn poison ivy flick because i think those two really go well together from what i've seen on the harley quinn animated show so that would be one I'd love to see. Um, hero-based project. Um, I'd love to see something Hot Girl related. Um, and we know Hot Girl is not currently set to be featured in Black Adam. Um, but I've always loved Hot Girl um, in the Justice League animated show. I think her story there was particularly interesting especially um being someone who comes to earth as a spy and then ends up um falling in love with the planet that she comes to i think that could easily be an adaptation of something that's really cool uh for people to see um most of the live action adaptations currently um relate to her being a reincarnation from uh egypt i think Mm-hmm. And not really Thanagarian. So I'd, I'd love to see that happen. Okay. Okay. So I think uh, for me, as far as like that, that kind of black label-esque story, um, I would like something on the lines of like, uh, I'm trying to think of movies that could easily be like this. Uh, what is that movie? Uh, not Wolf on Wall Street. Um, oh, shoot. It had Steve Carell, Christian Bale. It had, uh, what's his name from who played Hawkeye? It had a whole bunch of characters uh, or, or act like really high build. It had Amy Adams. Oh, shoot. What is that movie? Amy, Amy Adams. Who else? Steve Carell, Christian Bale. What is that movie? Uh,. Something along the lines of that, and along the lines of that of Vice. Is it Vice? It might be Vice. I I just typed in Amy Adams, Steve Crow, Christian Bale, and Vice is the number one that comes up. 
Okay. So something along the lines of that, or like maybe even like a social network, but like Lex Luthor in the business world, you know, I think that could be something very uh, American hustle. That's it. Thank you on the game. That's the one I am looking for. Yes. American hustle. uh, Like I said, something along the lines of uh, social network. Also, I think that a Lex Luthor story building up LexCore and like actually like playing the billionaire playboy alongside that of a Bruce Wayne and like not really talking the whole like superhero thing, but the business stuff. I do think like playing in that world with that money and with that power and how he is as Lex Luthor, I think that would be something that, that might be interesting as well. As far as superhero projects, um, as far as like a, I have always said, I know he's gotten a lot more popular um, with the CW and whatnot, but it would be super cheap. $60 million, Green Arrow. I think that it could make bukus of money. (laughs) I think you you give him a low budget. What? You think what? I think I would be spoiled because I absolutely love Stephen Amell's portrayal of Green Arrow, so I'd go into it with a little bit of expectations. But I'd love to see something Green Arrow and Black Canary. I th- I think a lot of people will. It's it's not on the same level. Nothing will ever be on the same level as Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. But I do think that Stephen Amell did put a very big stamp on the character of Green Arrow. And mm-hmm. I think that he, whoever is going to be the Green Arrow of the DCEU, I think they will, in fact, have the shadow of Stephen Amell always there. And so I do think, uh, I think you you give a $60 million budget and that movie will make bank. I, I guarantee it. Uh, that's yeah, that's the I one that so. I have for sure. Um, next question comes from... Travis, now now we had a little bit of a back and forth. People do not like my opinion on Kevin Hart, apparently. Um, <laughs> but he asks, uh, where does Super Pets fit in the overhaul of DC? Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, you go first, right. Katie. You go first. So I think it fits into the overhaul of the DCEU by providing something that's a little more family-friendly while still being something that the whole family minus Clay can enjoy. Plain and simple answer there for you. <laughs> I was actually <laughs> going to say... No, as I, th- I want to go to bed. <laughs> yes, I, I we, were, we were moving this very quickly after this. I was just going to say, I think that WB Discovery would be very smart to be very open-minded about their family-friendly content. And if this is a moneymaker for them, then it's going to continue. Um, But I don't see any more of the, like, Pets at Home or whatever that movie was, uh, Mm -hmm. or Pets, I think it was. Those aren't made... There's there's no more of those. Um, I think two was it, and they were out. So I don't see there being any more than possibly two. But that doesn't really mean that DC animation is going to be over. Uh, that just means but that they're going to move top, on to the very next thing. You have top tier talents in Dwayne Johnson. Keanu Reeves is fucking Batman. 
Like, come on. Tell like... tell tell me where Skyscraper 2 is. Have you seen the movie Skyscraper? No. It's it's a movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It was basically I... like supposed to it, it looked like a diehard movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and it did horribly. Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, he is high talent, but he looks for quantity over quality. He will make as much movies as he can so that way he can get as much money as he can and then dip. That's what he but does. I think I think the biggest thing with Dwayne is that he still looks to make things that are cheesy gold. I think so. Uh, maybe. I, I really enjoy his work in the Jumanji movies. So. <laughs> now, our very last question does come from Brent. He was a last-minute addition to the questions tonight. He asks, last-minute question for DC Alliance. Which individual person do you think has the most positive impact on DC live-action projects? Now, as far, like, I did ask him to elaborate. I did say, okay, do you mean, like, people who have been involved in prior DC projects? Do you mean somebody in the future? What exactly are you getting at? And he did say, like, that's what he was getting at as far as the people that have already been involved in DC projects in the past. Who do you think is the most influential in, you know, the DC universe and, and, and future projects? I personally think that it would be either that of a John Cena, now with his popularity as Peacemaker, James Gunn, or still Margot Robbie. I think that she has uh, invested her time and has prop like basically made the promise, hey, if I'm going to be Harley Quinn for like the next 30 years, I'll do it. That's basically what she's already put out there. Uh, but Katie, who do you think is the most influential? I would have to agree on Margot Robbie. Um, I don't think she was done quite as much justice as I would have liked her to have in the Suicide Squad. Um, but she still brings a lot to the character. Um, and I think she's really put her heart on her sleeve for it. Um, to the point where her initial uh portrayals in suicide squad and then birds of prey some were like she is hugh jackman to to wolverine in that sense where people are always going to think of margot robbie when uh you think live action harley quinn so by far that um i am wearing a snyder shirt however i based on some of the some of the fandom. <laughs> I would not say it's been so positive. So that is that is true. Um, but we also have seen the big waves that they have made in the Oscars. No, um <laughs> in the Oscars, they've done a lot um for suicide prevention, um, which is a very good thing, but I can't and it's it always sucks to see the bad outweigh the good. But yes. with with just how involved we are on Twitter, we see the depths of it, and it sucks. So, yes, yes, it does indeed. Now, uh, the last topic 
of the night is basically not even a topic at all. It is very, very much so. Um, the name for the last topic that I put in my show notes here is Wonder Twins, more like Wonder Why. All right, guys, this is going to be our second ad break, usually our final, but who knows? Uh, let's go ahead and do that real quick. Remember, guys, we don't choose the ads. We don't choose how many times they repeat themselves or the volume. So we will be back in just one second. Because Wonder <laughs> Twins have found the project of Wonder Twins on HBO Max have found their Wonder Twins. It looks like KJ Appa and Isabel May have been cast in the HBO Max original Wonder Twins. Of course, Wonder Twins uh, centers on an alien sibling duo, Jaina and Zane, uh, who can actively uh, can activate their superpowers by touching hands and saying their catchphrase, Wonder Twins powers activate. Jaina can transform into any animal while Zan can transform into water. Uh, I am not excited about this. Um, I think that this is a waste of time and money. Now, of course, somebody must have asked for it. I think it was more so people trying to sell more of Bendis's comic books. He recently worked on a uh, Wonder... I, I can't even remember the line of comics, but Wonder Twins was a part of it. And uh, they've been wasting a lot of their money on business. Uh, they've been, well, that does make sense too. They've been wasting a lot of money on business, but they have been wasting a lot of their money on Brian Michael Bendis, who has been working along with the teen-esque books. Uh, with this, we have found out also that uh, KJ Appa, of course, known for Archie in Riverdale, was actually trying to get the role of Nightwing, but he got Wonder Twins instead. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think... says, give the Riverdale writers full control of the DCEU. I repeat my earlier statement. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, gave up, I gave up on Riverdale, I think, within its third season. And I fully knew what the show was by that point. And it, it got way too ridiculous in season four. And I'm just like, I'm, Absolutely out. I'm sorry. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. it, and that's what's broken my heart so much about some of the CW adaptations. Just as a random side note, um, Archie Comics, I grew up with that shit. I loved it. Um, Riverdale looks nothing like Archie Comics um, <laughs> other than taking the names. And they did the same fucking thing to Nancy Drew. Um, which it's isn't that already canceled? Did it get canceled? It went for I, two seasons at least. I think, I think it went for two seasons because I haven't heard a thing about that show actually, to it, be completely honest. It absolutely sucked. I watched the first half season and I was like, What the fuck is this? This is not Nancy Drew. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> back to Wonder Twins. Um, no, I think my biggest concern with this, because I've seen KJ Appa in a couple other things. I have not seen Isabel May in anything that I can remember. Uh, but KJ has been in a couple good things that I've enjoyed. Um, but uh, the Wonder Twins in the show are like, they look like they're brown skinned. And we got two white people cast. So... Yeah, I mean, that's that's been that has been a big topic of discussion since this announcement. And I would honestly say, to be completely honest, if you want to give the trash characters to white people, then more power to them, you know. So <laughs> let's 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 keep that. 
to to that. But I mean, it is a problem. It is, you know, regardless of if I think they're trash or not, as far as characters, I, they should be represented. I can't even talk. I'm also getting tired. Uh, <laughs> they need to be represented the way that they were portrayed when they first were created. And uh, ever since shoot super friends, um, I think they have been displayed as people of color. Uh, so why they chose white individuals, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but it is what it is. That's how yeah. that's how Hollywood rolls, unfortunately. Swub says the only time I've ever paid attention to Archie is that they were advertised in a Sonic comic uh, that I used to read. Yeah, because Sonic was actually uh, written under Archie comics. That is why uh, at one point. Uh, but I think that is it for the show. Uh, that is a you know one of our shortest shows to be completely honest in quite some time, <laughs> other than the Superman and Lois reviews. Um, I appreciate thank you guys. You. Yes, we're trying to keep this a very short show. Um, Katie, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, I'm sorry that it had to be immediately after everything that happened last night for you, but <laughs> okay. where can the lovely people find you? No, if you want more of my hot takes and my strong opinions on writers in general, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Slice of Katie. Um, my two shows on the Geek Ultimate Alliance Podcast Network. I've got uh, Slice of Film, which is at Slice of Film. All in the game. You're going to have to ask the Marvel Alliance guys if they will invite me on to Marvel Alliance. <laughs> I may go back on Twitter, but so many people attacked, not attacked me. I, nobody attacks me on Twitter. I just block people who attack me on Twitter. Um, but I had so many comments and I'm just ready to go to bed. So, and I probably forget about it in the morning. So if you want me to talk about it, um, ask the Marvel Alliance guys if they will allow me to come on and I'll explain myself. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, no, Slice of Film uh, is now on Mondays. We had an episode that came out yesterday. So Sunday, that is the last Sunday episode um, for Slice of Film because it's moving. Um, so we will have an episode next week um, going over The Northman, which is Robert Edgar's new uh, Viking film that comes out this weekend. So I'm very excited for that. It's been one of my top um, looks since I saw the trailer. I've been really excited for it. So um, that will be fun. Star Wars Alliance, we're talking uh, and uh, sorry, I'm tired. Slice of Film is on Twitter. It's at Slice of Film 1. Um, Star Wars Alliance is live every Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we are going to be talking about Trail of Shadows this week, uh, which is the fantastic adult first adult comic book by Daniel Jose Older. Um, and it was phenomenal. Spoiler alert. But I can't wait to talk about it. Um, and whatever news that decides to come up. Or you could ask us a listener question related to Star Wars. I'm not talking about the Natalie Portman CGI on Star Wars Alliance. <laughs> I've already talked about it enough on here. Um, but if you want to ask a Star Wars related question, we'll answer those too. So, and that is on Twitter. It's at Star Wars Alliance with the A in the war is very important. Don't forget it. Bye y'all.
<laughs> yes. And of course, you can always find me at Fanboy Clay on Twitter. Um, go into the link tree in my bio. You can find the shows to you can find the link to all the shows that I host, that including DC Alliance, Batman News Weekly, Ranger Alliance, and I still need to add Star Wars Alliance because, like Katie said, I didn't put it on there. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but that is it, guys. Thank you so much, and we will see you guys next week.